1: Now for our story. Peggy Douglas and Aunt Mary Lane had driven into Wakefield this morning to do some errands. As they drove along, they had one of the little intimate talks they often had on these occasions, a talk which this time had left Peggy feeling rather uneasy. Peggy had believed that Nicholas Dorn had postponed their marriage because he was afraid that she might still be emotionally concerned with Bill Meade. But Aunt Mary apparently felt that Nicholas had fallen in love with Peggy, therefore was unable to carry on with the plan the two young people had made originally. A plan to marry on a friendly, comradely basis, without love. If Nicholas were actually in love with her, Peggy realized how unfair it would be for her to go through with the wedding. And yet she wanted to marry Nicholas, wanted to place herself in a secure position, beyond fear or hope of again becoming enmeshed in Bill Meade's tangled life. Peggy was still occupied with these thoughts as she and Aunt Mary entered David Bowman's bank. And then, Peggy saw Bill Mead, he came toward her, his face alight with eagerness.
2: Hello, Peggy.
0: Hello, Bill. Aunt Mary. Oh, hello, Bill.
1: Well, oh, this is lucky. I was just leaving. I
2: might have missed you. Well,
1: it's lucky for us, too.
0: How are you, Bill?
2: Oh, well as can be expected, I guess. How are you, Peggy?
0: Fine, thanks. You seem to be pretty busy today. I was just telling Peggy it looks as if I'll have quite a wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been like this for the last few weeks.
0: Where's David. I don't see him at his desk.
2: Oh, he's just stepped out for a minute. He'll be right back.
0: Good. Hope I get to see him.
2: Uh. Oh, Peggy, you're looking awfully nice today. Uh, I, I like your new hairdo.
0: Oh, Bill, this isn't a new hairdo. My hair just got blown around on the way in.
2: Oh, well,
0: it looks nice, doesn't anyway. <laughs> oh, goodness, I'd better get in line if I'm ever going to get waited on. Yes, and I'd better get started on my errands. I'll see you at the car, Aunt Mary. Oh, it. Like. Well, goodbye, Bill. Good night. Nice oh, meeting. wait a
2: minute, Peggy. I'm just going too. I'll walk out with you.
0: Okay, Bill.
2: Uh, so long, Aunt Mary. Glad I saw you.
0: Yes, Bill. Come out to see us some evening.
2: Uh, fine. I'd like to. Which way are you going, Peggy?
0: Oh, it doesn't matter much. I have things to do all over the place. I guess I'll do the marketing first.
2: Are you going up to Swanson's then?
0: Yes, I guess so.
2: Okay, then I'll walk up with you. Oh, Billy, haven't seen you in a long time. How have you been?
0: Swell. My dad's home from the Army. Oh, good. Boy, was I glad to see you.
2: Yeah, I'll bet you were. Uh, how do you like that present you made him, that pipe rack?
0: Oh, he's nuts about it.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Oh, by the way, meet a friend of mine, Billy. Peggy, this is Billy.
0: Hi, how do you do, Billy? Say, Bill, hmm? is your kid getting big enough to have any fun with? Well,
2: he's grown quite a bit.
0: Well, just give him time. Well, <laughs> well I guess I gotta beat it. I'm going to the dentist.
2: Oh, I wondered what you were doing in town at this time of day.
0: Well, I don't like it very much.
2: Oh, well, maybe it won't be so bad.
0: Yeah. I figure if my dad could face a whole bunch of jab, I ought to be able to face one little old dentist.
2: <laughs> Good for you, Billy. That's a spirit. Well, <laughs>
0: be seeing you. So long. Bye, Peggy. Goodbye, Billy. Take it easy,
2: Bill. <laughs>
0: he's quite a youngster.
2: Yeah, he's a swell little guy. <laughs> you know, I really owe him a vote of thanks. He helped me make up my mind about something once. Something I had a hard time deciding. Oh? Yeah. Something about my kid.
0: I see. Bill, I want you to know that... I mean, I can imagine it's pretty hard on you, all the trouble about the baby. Do you see him very often?
2: No. No, in fact, the last time I was at 11th Street, Mr. Calvert refused to let me see him at all. He told me he'd never let me see him again if he could help it.
0: He can't do that. He can't keep you away from your own son.
2: I'm not so sure. You see, we had a showdown.
0: A showdown?
2: Yeah. The thing is, they made me a sort of an offer, a proposition. But what it actually amounted to was that I had to make a pretty brutal choice.
0: What was the choice, Bill? I mean, well, perhaps I shouldn't ask.
2: No, No, I want you to know, Peggy. Mr. Calvert said that if I'd give up any attempt to have custody of the... of my son that Kit would go away quietly and get a divorce. I see. Naturally, you can see what the hitch was.
0: Of course. In other words, if you said you wanted custody of the baby, then Kit would refuse to get the divorce.
2: Oh, not only that. He said they'd fight it out in court with every weapon they could use.
0: Certainly wasn't an ethical proposition to make in the first place.
2: No, but the trouble is they had me over a barrel. I had to decide one way or the other. It was pretty tough making up my mind, too. Oh, I mean, there was no question in my mind about wanting to have the child.
0: No, of course not.
2: I figured I could do a better job of bringing him up than they ever could.
0: Well, I should hope so.
2: But there was the question as to whether I'd win if the thing went into court. See, they almost always give a child to the mother.
0: Yes, I suppose they do. That is, if they think the mother will take care of the child properly.
2: Yeah. And, you see, if I did insist on taking it into court and lost, well, then I'd lose everything. The child... And my freedom, too.
0: I know. It's an awful spot to be in it. I'm awfully sorry, Bill.
2: Oh, I'm not asking for sympathy, Peggy. But it does sort of help to tell you about it. Mm. Anyway, when I told Mr. Calvert I decided to fight for custody, that was when he said, as far as he was concerned, I'd never see the baby again.
0: Where was Kit all this time? You keep talking about what Mr. Calvert said, but you don't say anything about her. Oh,
2: Kit was there, too. But she seems to be more and more under her father's thumb. Whatever Ben Calvert wants is the law over there.
0: She must have changed quite a lot, then. She certainly used to stand up for her own rights. <laughs> I know. But she... Well, Bill, I think you should hold out for what you believe. That baby is yours, and I think you're the one who should have it.
2: Well, I've got it all worked out. How I'd arrange to have him taken care of. Uh, the way my job goes, I'd be able to get home at least once during the day to keep track of things. Oh,
0: Bill, I'm sure you could manage. And, of course... Eventually, you'll probably remarry when everything between you and Kit is straightened out. Then you could give your son a proper home. Yeah.
2: Well, I... I don't know about that part of it, Peggy.
0: Oh, but of course you will, Bill. You'll find some nice girl and start life all over again.
2: I doubt it very much.
0: But why, Bill? You're just feeling sort of defeated now, but... Well, you know how it is. Time takes care of a lot of the pain. Of course, at the moment, it seems as if you're always going to feel the way you do, but then gradually, without realizing it, you'll begin to feel better. Yeah.
2: Well, I hope I won't be feeling so low indefinitely, but...
0: But what, Bill?
2: Well, you see, my problem's pretty complicated, Peggy. I mean, well, when you have a child, it, it just changes things.
0: Well, certainly it changes things. But not so there's no hope of ever having a normal life.
2: You really think that, Peggy?
0: Of course I do.
2: Peggy, how would you feel about marrying a man, bringing up another woman's child?
0: Well, Bill, that's a very difficult question for me to answer.
2: Yes, but you've just been saying that
0: you the things I was saying were in the abstract. It's different when you think of a specific situation.
2: Yeah, sure. I I realize that.
0: Because, you see, Bill, we're talking about you. You and your child. And your child is Kit's child, too. You must see what a difference that makes.
2: Yeah, Peggy, I, I see what a difference it makes.
0: It would take a very unselfish love to overcome an obstacle like that. A very great love and a very big person. I know. And, you see, I, I just don't think I have what it takes, Bill. I'm afraid I'd never be able to do it.
1: Well, Bill, that's your answer. But you didn't really expect anything else, did you? Even though Nicholas Dorn did tell you he believed Peggy was still deeply in love with you. As Peggy said, it would take a very great love to surmount such an obstacle. And would it be fair to make such a demand, even if she were willing to attempt it? No, Bill. I'm afraid you'll just have to plug along by yourself, at least for now. But the main thing to remember is, you've got to fight for your baby son, regardless of Ben Calvert and Kit, even regardless of Peggy, the girl you love.